Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And we're here this week to talk about episode 52, Connie, part two. That we are. The it's... finale of Connie year one. Mm-hmm. The last one, guys. We're never talking about Connie again after this. Nope, nope. She's dead to us. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to break it to you, but this yep. is actually how the podcast is ending. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the episode, just like the last one, is written by McCusker, um, and it's credited on the wiki, which I assume is sourced from somewhere, that it is r- directed by McCusker and Steve Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay, so that's actually, that's how it is listed in... No. Hmm. So on the episode, they just say Steve Harris. And in the official guide, they just say Steve Harris. So I don't know where where McCusker's getting this uh, this directing credit. I'm, now I'm checking the complete guide. He probably bribed one of the wiki editors, right? Or did we just did we just assume? Like yeah. Now now I'm now I'm very curious. Huh. Interesting. So the complete guide credits them only to McCusker. Steve Harris is not mentioned. Huh. So the official guide says written and directed by McCusker. And then the episode itself says directed by Steve Harris. And the official guide says directed by Steve Harris. So I guess the wiki was just like, eh, we'll put them both in there. There's official sources saying both things. Yeah, that's fair. Also, what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> was there a beef that happened? Maybe. Also, dire- like, we, we talk about it, but like director is such like a... Who cares in Odyssey for the most part? Yeah, honestly. Like, we, we bring it up as part of the credits, but it's, like, engineering. I I feel like I notice the direct impact of writing and engineering much more quickly right. than Or even directed. music. Yeah, oh, yeah, God, yeah. Or that I'm like, who directed this? If it's a poorly written episode, it usually doesn't matter who directed it. True. True, true, true. And it's usually Phil Waller. Yeah, and like I I don't I also don't feel like the direction is ever that bad. No. Occasionally I'm just like, that was a poor line reading. Yeah. But not But it's frequently. very rare. Yeah, and we can only say that because that was like earlier in the show, which is what we've been covering recently, and you know, like as we've been talking about, they're still getting their footing and kind of figuring out yeah. what sounds good and natural. Yeah, or just right. Every once in a while I'm like, huh, you really Okay, but, but yeah, it's not a, um, yeah, it's not, it's not a criticism I have of this show in general, Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so, but we're going to keep saying who wrote and directed it, because why not? Why We've been doing it this long, we might as well keep doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, otherwise, context, we don't have a whole lot, It, it aired December 10th, of 1988 um and we have two people who are in this who I haven't talked about before we've got dinah morse playing pamela um and we have sue blue as marcy mm-hmm. uh sue blue has done some other stuff but mostly as a casting director so ah. good good for her good for her um getting into that's... a more administrative role yeah yeah hey start as a you know you start as a voice actor to become a voice caster precisely that's that's how we got the podcast actually no we're, we're currently in the voice actor stage. oh yes, yes we yes. gotta we gotta move from podcasting to podcast booking 
ah, that's clearly the strength of this podcast mm-hmm. is yeah, yeah. is staying on a schedule. I'll just, I'll, dude, I'll just, I'll just shoot shoot Patrick a DM and be like, hey man, can you get me into? Can you, <laughs> as, as someone who who does podcast booking can you get me a job podcast can you book me a podcast booking (laughs) job a gig (laughs) can i get a booking gig please um i don't think i could find satisfaction in that but i'm glad there's people who can I mean, there's something about like pairing the right people and that feeling really good that i'm sure would be nice Mm -hmm. but at least on the podcast side i want to be the one to talk to the people Yes. If I'm doing all that work and then someone else gets to talk to them, that just feels like a bummer. Big bummer. Big, big <laughs> bummer. But, I mean, I think maybe you, you might be t- too talkative to be behind the mic, you know? Or uh, <laughs> to be uh, away from the mic, <laughs> I should say. <laughs> too talkative to be behind the mic. That is That, that should is, be our tagline. That is the uh, 21st American uh, white man problem. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um... This is, yeah, I, this is, I've got nothing else. I think I'm going to roll a promo. Promo, promo, save us. <gasps> it's you! <laughs> well, now I guess Los Angeles isn't as big as we think. Coming up on the next Adventure in Odyssey, Connie finally takes that trip to California. You've changed a lot, Connie. You're, I don't know, you're just different now. Connie has a big decision on her hands. Find out what happens and if she comes back to town next time on Adventures in Odyssey. It kind of sounds like Chuck Bolte is the announcer. A little bit. Little like, it's bit. not the normal guy yeah. who we're used to. And I'm like, is that Chuck? Uh, it also sounds like strangely uh, uh, Charlie Brown-esque music at the end there. Mm-hmm. With, like, the, yeah, yeah. the p- heavy piano yeah. bass chords. I also, yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, wow. Like, they would not sell this episode that way now. No, never. This no. is like Connie's big dramatic turn, and they're still just doing, like, jaunty adventure in California. Yeah. Which, stay tuned for Adventures in Odyssey. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I have no complaints there. It's just it's just funny. Yeah. Well, especially, again, in hindsight. Yeah. Considering everything yeah. we know about Connie. Hindsight is funny funny. <laughs> I retire. Dylan's <laughs> going to have to record the rest of this by himself. It's the worst joke I've ever made on air. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that might be the best. No, no. If you think it's the best, it's definitely the, the worst. worst. <laughs> but hindsight is funny, funny. <laughs> I oh. thought it. And I went, I'll hate myself if I say it out loud. And then I said it out loud. <laughs> and then the audience got to listen to my wonderful snort. <laughs> or maybe they didn't. Maybe I cut the snort. Do you do that? Do you cut my snorts sometimes? Uh, if there's obnoxious sounds in the podcast, I do occasionally cut them, but don't hold me to that, Chuck Squad. <laughs> don't, don't hold me to that. He's very fragile. I just, I, I yeah, I, I, uh, I am not nearly as, um, as picky about my editing as I once was. I, I can understand that. I... Even just doing the podcast for my school this summer or this past year, like the first episode, I was like, I've got to cut out every single, um, yep. There will not be a single, um, in there mm-hmm. that I can get to at least, you know, sometimes they're, they're sure. baked in, but, um, <clears throat> well done. Well done. Thank you. And, uh, 
I give up. <laughs> By the end, you were no longer cutting the ums. By the end, I was no longer cutting the ums. By the end, I was barely cutting out, like, 30 seconds of dead space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think I do more than that, but, yeah. Uh, if, if, you, if you guys are listening and are critical of my edit, too bad. Get over it. I will not start your own podcast, <laughs> yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah. Edit edit our podcast for free and re-upload it. Yeah. I'm f- I'm fine with that. Yeah, sure. You think you can make a better product out of out of our voices? Go, Go for, for it. it. <laughs> Love that. <sighs> yeah. So uh this episode picks up right where the previous one lets off, essentially, right? No, I mean a week has gone by. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. Quite yeah. the opposite. She's been in California for a week. Yep. She's she's tanning on the beach, mm-hmm. loving life, um, just talking about how great California is, oh, how much she's ma- missed this. Yeah. It's probably snowing in Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And then Marcy's like, Shut why do you keep a- talking about Odyssey? Yeah. And uh, it that- just... it. It doesn't feel like a way any human beings would talk to each yeah, other. Yeah, I was going to say. It feels very, like, Disney. Yes, Like, very Disney much. Channel, like, you high schooler. You went away. Now, what? oh, why won't you? Shut up. Stop talking about where you're from. Right. Like, where it's what? like, if Andrew keeps talking about something over and over again, I just make fun of him for it. Yeah. I don't complain. It's true. It's true. Moss Lawn. Get yours now. <laughs> uh, you didn't even make it sound like words. Moss lawn? <laughs> it's somatic. Say it ten times fast. Moss lawn, 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 moss lawn. No idea. Okay, fine. Uh-huh. All right. Not words. Um, no. So, yeah, there's just this, this exchange where Marcy's upset because Connie keeps talking about Odyssey, and she's like, but... But you're just so different now. Mm-hmm. Odyssey's changed you, man. And really, really good voice work for Marcy. Yes. I, Marcy Sue, does. Sue Blue as Marcy is just like, it's great. Like, she does sound maybe a little bit too much like the girl who sat next to Connie on the bus who was going to yes. Des Moines. Yeah. Which is a bit of a problem, but it's very much just like. California cool dude, man. California cool dude. Why you care about God? You got California, man. Yeah. I mean, look, if I was in California, that would probably be, you know, the end of my faith too, right? Certainly the crossroads. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shout out to... A lot of money or stop being a Christian. There's only one option. Yeah. Shout out to my fourth through uh, sixth grade youth group ministry thing that was called crossroads hey <laughs> with worship led by andrew's dad my father <laughs> and occasionally my siblings guesting <laughs> but never andrew because he doesn't have the musical skill nope it's fine no shame there wow <laughs> no it's fine the rest of your siblings are just musically inclined and you're not yep it's totally totally fine Totally no issues there. Never caused any problems for yeah. me emotionally. Well, look, you have a great voice and you host a podcast, so that balances out, right? I hope so. <laughs> I'm not quite sold on my the quality of my voice, but uh, I mean the listeners are. Why? <laughs> I don't know, but your voice gets 
More compliments than mine. I think, but your your voice sounds so much nicer. And most importantly, what you say 90% of the time is better. I, I disagree with that statement. Eh. Did you did you hear me earlier when I said hindsight is funny, funny? And I thought it was the peak of comedy. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe we shouldn't do a podcast together. We're just making each other worse. Yeah, I think it might be. So Marcy runs off to grab Connie a Coke, which I just like in mm-hmm. that we have Coke named by name. Love it. Love it. And Coke on the beach, you know, glass bottle probably. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, I would hope it's glass bottle, but it's probably a can. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, pre-reduce, reduce, recycle. So Connie's probably just yeeting it into the ocean to be eaten by whatever marine wildlife swims by. Wow, that's Dark. my understanding of pre uh, two thousand and five. <laughs> oh wow, wow. Okay, all right, noted. Um, yeeted garbage. <laughs> uh, uh, then. Then yeah. Pamela shows up. Well, no. They talk about Pamela. They talk about Pamela. Yeah. So so Marcy or Connie Connie does this little like introspection where she's like, I haven't changed. I'm not that different. Mm-hmm. And we get the flashback to Debbie mm-hmm. in the in an early episode that we covered where she's like, you know, we stopped mm-hmm. inviting you to come to stuff because you were always busy with wits end. Storm yeah, it's the stormy weather bit where she like goes over to Debbie's house and she's like, Well, you know, yada yada, yeah, we you were always at wits end. Um yeah. And Connie's, you know, kind of upset yeah. about that. And Connie obviously. tries to invite herself to a party later that night and mm-hmm. Debbie's like, nah. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then and then right. Um Marcy says that yeah, Pamela doesn't really come around much. Connie anymore. asks about about Pamela cuz she hasn't seen her yet. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, well, she like went off and became like all religious and stuff." Now I presume she's like this was post Pamela has a problem because of that exact reason. Nope. Is that better or worse for the show? <laughs> I think it might be better. It's more interesting. <laughs> yeah, certainly. We're never going to talk about that episode. No, certainly um, not. Especially right now. Um, <laughs> the episode that we talk about that, it will be um, where neither of us are present. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I think if we ever cover it, there will be no men represented on the podcast. <laughs> I, I, I like that plan. Um, the, 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 the guest hosted episode. Yes. Of... Hey, you know, well, actually, no, I don't know many podcasts that do that. No, uh, B- Blank Check did it for um, Birds of Prey. Okay. They stepped out and had a bunch of women come in and talk about Birds of Prey, which was really fun. That's epic. Yeah. I'm not I'm not mad to be mentioned in, in that company. Oh, I know. I mean, that podcast is peak. It's maybe the best one. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, Connie's like, but wait, Pamela became a Christian? She was the wildest one out of all of us. Yeah. Um, weirdest kid in town (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah marcy starts talking about Mm -hmm. this party that she's gonna have in beverly hills big deal beverly hills that's where i I want to be be. gimme gimme (laughs) love 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 connie isn't sure she wants to go though she's like kind of mixed about it 
Yeah, she's she's hesitant because there's not going to be parents around. Yeah. And Marcy's selling it real hard. She's like, no parents, keys to the liquor cabinet. Like, this is exactly like, why wouldn't you want to be there? To which I said, well, you know. To which I said, if your liquor cabinet has keys and you are leaving town, you, you take, take those the keys, keys with you. Yes. Otherwise, why does your liquor cabinet have if- keys? So the thieves that break in can't steal your expensive booze, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who you're who you're uh, guarding him from at that yeah. point. Yeah. Uh and then we jump back to Wit's End with the foghorn. Yeah, yeah. Uh Eugene's new invention or not invention, but uh new implementation in Wit's End. It's more effective than the, the quaint bell. Yeah, because um, you can actually something about the tonal quality of the bell that you can't hear from the back of the shop. Yeah. But uh but a gentleman's, you know, boat horn is yep. very effective at alerting everybody in the premises mm-hmm. at an entrance. Our resident mad genius. Yes. Um and yeah, it's it's a good conversation between Tom and Wit, in which Tom just tells Wit the stuff that is obvious. Yeah, and Wit's like, "Oh, yeah, I guess he is changed wow. everything." Wait, under I'm my a super- fallible person. Yeah, <laughs> who made mistakes, and you, Tom Riley, are telling me what those mistakes are. And wow, I couldn't see everything. <laughs> are you sh- are you sure, Tom? Are you sure I didn't know about this all along and I was just playing along to make it happen so that God would get what he wants? Are you positive? It's very good. I, yeah. We, no, it is. It's, we it stand is a fallible wit. We do. We love it. We He gets all the hugs for being fallible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Some of the kids are complaining about the changes, you know. Like I like, yeah, I like that Tom just, like, has his finger on the pulse of like the kids in odyssey yeah where it's like wit doesn't know that the kids are complaining but tom does well i mean wit's wrapped up with eugene putting foghorns in places and yeah. electrifying trains and such yeah yeah and there's basically like the the train set is mm-hmm. doing all sorts of cool tricks but the kids can't control it and yeah. the ice cream machine is super cool and like scoops everything but like Wit's not the one behind the counter doing it. Yeah. And so it's just made everything impersonal. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it's the, it's a weird thing that I struggle to reckon with where I'm like, it both feels like <laughs> technology bad, mm-hmm. but also it's right. No, no. Where I'm like, Wit's end yeah. is made worse by this, but I also like struggle with the default stance of like technology is bad bad yeah and like the reason witsend is good is because there's like trains that kids control and an old man behind the ice cream counter yeah um but what i will say is like later on wit doesn't like wit doesn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. no he's not like goodbye eugene you no longer get any say here whatever Mm -hmm. he's like hey, let's work on this stuff together and see if we can't figure out a way to make it, like, cool and exciting, but also still, like, human. Yeah. let's make it better, but it has to still be authentic to the store and everything, yeah. which is such a, like, I, I I totally agree. I think growing up, I probably would have rolled my eyes at it a lot harder than I am now, where, you know, we live in a world where there is a lot of 
self-automation at checkouts and things like that and everything where like when you do go to the coffee shop that you like to go to and you see the barista that you know it's like nice and that is is hard and impossible to replace with automation you know uh old man yells at cloud yeah no (laughs) I, i i love i love when i yeah go and get a yeah, just get like a a greeting with a handshake from the bartender that I know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or or when you know the you know server at the restaurant knows how I want my burger cooked because I'm in there enough. Yeah, exactly. Like that that sort of yeah, the human element is is very nice. Yeah, and and Dylan notoriously doesn't have any feelings, so for for him to to value the the human aspect is truly a testament yeah 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 i am i am the eugene of of this podcast at least at least <laughs> if not <laughs> thanks <laughs> where's my slide <laughs> i get you a slide whistle does that count yes it does <laughs> but you have to deal with that problem <laughs> <laughs> hindsight is about to be very funny funny <laughs> Uh, I hate everything. Catch me at the start of the next arc with a slide whistle. Because Dylan wouldn't get a soundboard. <laughs> I just start doing my own Foley work. <laughs> Be very good. Uh, Andrew, why do you have 14 different balloons? <laughs> uh, um, And so, yeah, the... the Oh, and then it also comes up that uh, that Connie had sent Wit a postcard. Yeah. Um, and on it mentioned running into this person on the, the bus, bus. Yeah. And her being like, hey, I wonder if this is... Like, Wit being like, I thought she really hated this stuff, mm-hmm. but here she is, like, talking about it. And engaging with it. Yeah. Which is cool. And, and again, it's like... It's so important that Wit has that perspective as opposed to the, like, okay, now it's finally coming into play, you oh, know, yeah, as yeah, opposed, yeah. like, it just, it comes across, uh, it portrays the fact that Wit is comfortable taking a step back and not taking ownership for Connie's faith and just, like, letting it develop how it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, right, and then we jump back to California, mm-hmm. and Pam drops by. Yep. And she starts talking, like, she was just like, hey, Connie, you know, I, and Connie's like, hi, I heard you're different now. And she's like, I've heard you're different, too. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Jesus Christ is the center of my life now. Like, it's just some of the lines, very yeah. cheesy. Very cheesy. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's definitely the... And my, I guess my frustration with this arc is where it does shift from, like, authentic acting to, like, idyllic scripting of, like, how <laughs> sure. this sort of stuff goes down. It's like, oh, yeah, I, Jesus Christ is the center of my life right now. I go to church all the time and, you know. Which I genuinely do believe, though, like... I've met people who have that kind of oh yeah oh, who yeah. have that kind of vibe, mm-hmm. especially like new Christians. Mm. So yeah, it's 
I don't, that doesn't mean I like it, but it is like. It's not entirely inaccurate. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that, okay. You make a strong point. <laughs> in, whether that was intentional or not <laughs> by the writers of the show. This that is, is uh, post-summer camp dialogue. This yeah. is not, uh, yeah. you know. I like winter I, break dialogue. I like Connie's pushback here where she's st- where she's like, it's a conspiracy. Like everyone is you guys are all like conspiring against me. Like this is so This yeah. is the Riddler. The Riddler's behind this. Yeah. yeah, she's just like she's like, What 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 do you in Odyssey on the bus, you like what do you guys do? You call each other and say, Tag, Connie's in your area now, go get her. Yeah. Which is funny. And <laughs> yes. it does feel like that. And Pam's like, No, we don't have to. Yeah. No, we don't have to. We've we've got God that does it for us, which is God loves you, Cotty. Mm-hmm. He's nuts about you and he wants you to love him back. Oh. <gasps> I mean good sentiment, but also was, yeah. Yeah, no no. I, I agree. perfectly scripted. <laughs> it is well, it it feels it feels so of a time. Yes. Like yes. they are very much trying to capture the what would you Christian do teenager late eighties. Yeah. And they're doing it well. It's just not resonant with me. No, certainly. It's resonant with me in the way that like an old timey ice cream flavor that I've never tried is where it's like, oh, this was important. Like a nice rum raisin. Yes, yes, excellent. Or pistachio or something. One of those depression era. <laughs> flavors oh man but yeah it is it's such a it's such a mess and yeah just he's nuts about you is the funniest way he's nuts to talk about jesus it's true i mean he is uh, oh no actually focus would probably double back and now and (laughs) say that nuts is the wrong adjective for the lord he is not madly in love with anyone um he's perfectly tapered in his love and there is only complete control um yeah when you think about god think about a sterile uh like eyedropper that is carefully allocated with with love it's it's infinite love to us but it it, by him it's you know, sucked up just in a precise amount and just dropped. It's beautiful. It's clinical. I mean, I don't make the rules. That's just how he does it. <laughs> Andrew's airing some laundry here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I don't know what you're talking about, Dylan. Uh, but, yeah, the... I think it's funny. And once again, it's like, it doesn't... It's not as though it rings false. It is just funny. Yes. For, like, this person who Connie hasn't seen in a year Mm -hmm. to, like, pop in and be like, I don't know you, Connie, but God loves you. Yeah. Coming out of the gates. Like, just swinging hard. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, I I do buy that from, like. I buy that for Pamela. If she was the wild child and she went as hard as she did, or said she did, makes sense that she would just pivot someplace else. Yeah, absolutely. And I can see why, like, I can see why Marcy is like, I can't stand this person anymore. Like, yeah. Pamela is dead to Kinda me sick. because this is her energy. <laughs> yeah. But, like, for where Connie's at, like, this is... Yeah. It, it both annoys her and is effective. Oh, well, yeah, because it's... I mean, to my understanding, this is the first example of a peer that's Connie's age that she's connected to personally, like, not just because of being an odyssey... 
that is a Christian and, like, actually genuinely cares about it in a way that, like, wit would support. Right. Everyone else has been... Yeah, everyone else has been adults. Or children. Or children, (laughs) right? No one one Connie's age, because there is no one Connie's age in Odyssey, except for Debbie, who doesn't like her anymore. (laughs) Because she had to hang out at wit's end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, Pam invites her to... A, uh, a bonfire at the beach, which bonfire is a great time. Yeah, and Connie's like, I don't want to go to church. Like, this isn't, this isn't for me. And Connie or Pamela's like, Oh no, it's just gonna be on the beach. It's gonna be fun. Yep. Um, and Connie's Classic. like, All right, fine. Well, maybe I'll, I'll, maybe I'll come. I might think about it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, goes back to watching TV. Yes. 36 channels on cable, and there's nothing to watch. Amen. A, a problem only in the 80s, and also when I had cable, I had 80 channels, and that was the smallest amount you could get. Yep. Yeah. Times have changed. Yeah. And now you've got all of the internet. Now I have everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> Nice. Thank you. <laughs> uh, um, the... Clearly doing so well as a result of it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Connie, uh, Connie gets a call then from Marcy about going to the party, and she turns it down, mm-hmm. which we'd kind of seen alluded to earlier, mm-hmm. but she's not comfortable with this parents out of town, wild party, whatever. Like, it's making her nervous. Mm-hmm. And and she doesn't understand why it's making her nervous, really. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, come on, Connie. Like, she when she turns down Marcy, she gets off and she's like, like I haven't changed. Like, mm-hmm. why am I, like, not doing this? This is the stuff that I love to do. Like, this mm-hmm. is California. Um, yeah, which I just think is is interesting and, like, a compelling side of her story here is her not is just like that kind of like all of the like not that it's entirely passive but just like everything she's absorbed through osmosis is now informing her decisions yeah and yeah yeah, and i to see her back in the original environment is definitely different. Like, there's a there's a version of this story, which is that Connie goes, and it's horrible, and that's what pushes her mm-hmm. to this place. Yeah. That is, I mean, that's almost what we get later with Aubrey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, you could have all of this stuff build up and, like kind of boil over and that be what like what pushes her to this place i like that that's not the path they take here Mm -hmm. yeah i well it is it's much more subtle honestly it's it's much more indicative of the kind of long-term payoff that they're trying to weave into this episode for connie um where it's like she genuinely has kind of changed the way that she at least feels about some of the things that used to really excite her. And it would make a lot of sense for her, like you said, to to go to the party, have a bad time, and then show up at the bonfire afterwards. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, like, she recognizes that there are some, you know, some conflicts 
and uh, some some definite red flags about the situation. Uh, I think is to the show's credit for how long they've been kind of working this angle for Connie so that when she gets to this point, it doesn't feel wrong for her to say no. I mean, it still feels weird because I'm sure it feels weird for Connie, but it doesn't feel like, oh, like, why in the hell would she not? Mm-hmm. In the same yeah. way that, like, then she kind of addresses that, where she's like, wow, why am I not? Like, right. what am I doing? <laughs> right. And I also, I like that it's not, like, she doesn't make a, like, it's kind of a non-decision decision of just like, uh, I'm just going to stay home. Mm-hmm. And, like, she then wanders over to the bonfire, but it is after the bonfire has more or less ended. Yeah. She's which bored. I also yeah. like. Like, yeah. it's not it's not this, like, I am running from this thing and turning to this thing. It's, uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to keep hanging around home watching TV. Uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll walk. Maybe I'll go for a walk and swing by the bonfire and just, you know, yeah. say hi to some people. Yeah, and see if there's anybody in there. Um, and so, yeah, she shows up and there's that disappointment in uh, Pam Pamela's voice where she's just like, or she's just like, oh, yeah, it was like a ton of fun. Like we mm-hmm. had all this, you know, there was singing and yeah. um, roasting marshmallows and whatever. But, but you know, now now the night's kind of over. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like, like, yeah, well, I didn't really, wasn't really going to come. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and then she's like, she's like, well, before you leave, like you gotta, you gotta come meet someone. You gotta come meet our sponsor. And what? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, what? This is, this is bizarre. Different, different language. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But the, the reason that this is a sponsor is because we can't have a woman in leadership. Oh, wow. It's not. I didn't think about that. It's That's... not the youth pastor. It's not some church staff yeah, member. Yeah, yeah. It's not the person who coordinated this thing. No. It's not the person who's running the event. No. It's the person who like is funding it behind the scenes. Yeah. And that is because it is our lovely person from the bus, Mrs. Nelson. Mrs. Nelson. Uh, Audrey Nelson. Mm. And I. One, I think it's a, a bad move by the show that they don't ever say her name in this episode and only in last episode. Yeah. I find that very weird. Yeah, it is kind of a like did they get cut for time type of thing. It just doesn't right, feel or it's like just a like why why isn't like why doesn't Connie remember her name or say her name or she's just like you You're that person, person from, from the, the bus. Yeah. And and you know Audrey's like I was her alarm clock, which is funny. No. But, but yeah, that she uh, that she's sponsoring this bonfire, mm-hmm. whatever that means. Um, and so Connie gets to, yeah, gets to re interact with her in this mm-hmm. kind of moment of like, oh, I guess LA is not as big as I thought it was. And, yeah, and it, yeah, and she goes on to talk about like yeah pam's like oh yeah this is what i was telling you god's crazy about you like mm-hmm. he keeps putting people in in your life and and audrey it talks through and is like you know they're you know there are all these people in your life and some just like shine brighter with the love of god than anyone else alluding to wit 
mm-hmm. and this and the very like becoming very like wit is god yes very <laughs> um, much so like like he is he is that person who perfectly represents the character of christ to you yeah yeah um, which intentionally done obviously <laughs> oh yeah for sure and not my favorite choice no 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 not could could be better yeah. But, um, I mean, at least we get a fallible wit. Like, yeah. wit does this plenty later in the show where he never admits to being wrong at yes. any point. So. Yep. We'll take it for what we got. Yeah. And then and then we do the thing that's kind of, that I find is kind of crazy, which is we flash back to wit in the previous episode talking to her yes. on the bus. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so weird to flash back to the previous episode. I don't think that's happened. Well, but here's the thing. Is the episode before this flashback to Karen, which is oh, the which episode is the previous before, before that? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, so it's not actually that weird, but there's something about it being a two-parter that mm-hmm. makes it seem weirder than when it's not. But when you're yeah, producing, no, a, but when you're producing a weekly radio show, it probably makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. And so yeah, it's just it's like struck me as funny, and then I was like, I guess it, I guess it's not that funny, but for the way that it yeah. was made, right. Right, and then, yeah, there's this moment where, like, Pam and Audrey are kind of, like, pushing her towards a decision, and she's yeah. just like, I need to go home. Yeah. And they're like, back to your dad's? And she's like, no, 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 home. home. I need to go to Odyssey. I need to go to Odyssey. Yeah, she's really upset, and, like, she starts crying, and there's just a lot going on. And, you know, I mean, Connie's in this point in her life where... She is trying to figure out who she is, right? And going back to California, she thought would kind of give her that more full sense of identity. And, um, you know, showing back up, some of it did come back uh, in what she likes and what she values. But she's realizing that I think a lot of, you know, her personal connections and the growth that she's experiencing the kind of person that she wants to be is a lot more in line with what she's experienced in Odyssey as opposed to what she idolized in California. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, she's headed back to Odyssey. runs back to Odyssey two days on the bus, just jumps right on. (laughs) Yep, exactly, exactly. And then we, it's yeah, it's funny that it's like last episode was entirely a bus ride. Yeah. And this episode is like, we don't even. No. She's just in Odyssey. Yeah. Again. She, yeah. Well, and it almost feels like it's the same night, like a bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But, but back, back in Odyssey, before Connie gets there, uh, Wit explains to Eugene that he is missing the point, which mm-hmm. we alluded to earlier. Um, that, you know, this needs to be more human. Um, and you and I are going to like work together to make this happen. Yeah. And I, what I love from this moment is the readiness with which Eugene agrees. Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, okay, make it more, like, user-friendly. Like, yeah, he sees yeah. it as, like, another challenge mm-hmm. and not as, we, like, coming down on him and being like, you screwed up. Yeah. This is bad. Him just being like, oh, okay, I got to rethink these things. We just have and different just, parameters. All right. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a very, like logic driven Mm -hmm. way to approach it and i just really appreciate that yeah well no certainly and as somebody who wishes he had more logic in him uh i definitely can understand that like that's not that probably wouldn't be the way that connie would have responded in that situation certainly yeah 
Or at least not as she would be written in yeah. the show. <laughs> starting with, and then the buzzer goes off, and mm. Wick goes, starting with the putting that bell back. Yeah. <laughs> and Eugene goes out to the door to see who it is, and this is the first time Connie and Eugene meet. Ah, I didn't think about that. Uh-huh. Not counting a beautiful retcon that we will cover someday, because we have to. Wait, beautiful Oh, yes. Camp. 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 Oh. Love, 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 love. Yep. That is a great episode. I do love that episode. We'll do, it. we'll do it as a Dylan or Andrews choice at some point. Yeah. It's an our choice, all right? This is a communist podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, but yeah, uh, Connie comes in, and she's, she's back two weeks early. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, I need to talk to you, Wit. And Wit's like, okay, uh, okay, we can go up to the Bible room. It's really empty ever since Eugene put in the Spanish Inquisition display. <laughs> I forgot about that joke. And Eugene's like, I thought, I thought we could use some, some good church history. <laughs> I like that a lot. I think that's so funny. It is. <laughs> i mean it makes sense it's right next to the crusades and the david and goliath and maybe the destruction of the temple in 70 ad do they know what they're saying no no way (laughs) they're like are the writers of odyssey acknowledging the horribleness that is the spanish inquisition is that the joke i hope so I really do. I'm afraid they're digging at Eugene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no one ever expects the Spanish Inquisition. I certainly didn't. Not in this adventure in Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, they, they sit down and she's just like, you know what? No. What? I love that little exchange yeah. between her and, her and Wit. But, <laughs> it, yeah, it's just Connie expressing all of... Yeah. Yeah, all the stuff that was going on and yeah, how she feels like she's reaching this point where she's ready to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And Hal Smith is incredible. So good. Yep. Oh my god. It's and, so yeah, get this man an Avery award. <laughs> and yeah, and they just they they go yeah, they just have like a pretty brief exchange mm-hmm. and then pray together and we go out on the prayer like i don't yeah. have i don't have a lot of notes about like the contents it's just no it's pretty run-of-the-mill yeah but not in a not in a bad way no 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 personal and quiet and you know i guess that would be the strength that i could point out in this episode is that it's a lot less about the decision and more about the process um that that connie goes through kind of coming to terms with it and i think that for me being somebody that accepted jesus at like the age of four where i don't really have any memories of not holding god in a very high regard other than like you know not feeling particularly close to him or having mixed feelings towards him but like i don't really have uh like connie had a you know 15 years of her life where she didn't really recognize god as anything important mm. um yeah so i think that this is really kind of interesting how they how they chose to to convey that and honestly better than i thought it was going to be 
I thought it was going to be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. I like. I like how much it. I like how much the turning point Connie has agency over. Yeah. It's like there were events leading up to it that she was not in control of. Mm-hmm. But this is not anyone forcing her hand here at the end. Yeah. Well, and the fact that she comes back to wit's end i mean you know at the very least they they do gloss over the two day trip but like she had two days in between that scene on the beach and her showing up at wit's end ready to become a christian and like obviously you know she was probably thinking a lot about it and maybe praying and who knows um as to what you know that was looking like for her but like I said, I, I just think it's it's important to show the gradual change over time as opposed to like the, well, you came to a time and a place and you weren't really thinking about this, but it just became so clear that this was the decision to be made, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, I I feel like it makes a lot more sense for Connie's character and for you know christianity as a whole yeah yeah and i think it's i think it's good too as the first one of these yes like i think they do better in the future with characters kind of wrestling back and forth throughout the journey yeah whether as this feels like connie resists until she arrives yeah but i think but i also think that that is probably more accurate i don't know (laughs) i I think that is some people's experience yeah yeah and yeah and it's like is this does this have moments of yeah i don't know being idyllic and whatnot where you know it wouldn't but not terribly no no i think i think it's pretty good yeah yeah, i'm I'm, i was very afraid at how idyllic this was gonna be and there were definitely moments where i was like yeah and the performers just kill it yeah, they knocked it out of the park, and it was it was written well. And, yeah, all the praise that I've given it, it is honest, and it is deserved. Because people worked very hard to make this episode. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a quote from Steve Harris here saying that, you know, having... It was a magical studio moment, having created Connie and, like, put all, like done all this writing for that character and whatnot Mm. like then hearing katie lee perform it it was like feeling like a very close personal friend had had made that decision right yeah that's so wonderful which is yeah just a lovely a lovely sentiment there and i'm like i'm like yeah cool to get to experience that yeah definitely do you have any other uh, closing thoughts for this episode, Dylan? I mean, we've we've reached the end of yeah. Connie's conversion, Connie Year One, Connie yeah. Odyssey. Yeah, I I think I think that this journey through Connie Year One has been, at least for me, way more about the early show yeah. than it has been about Connie. Yeah, she is unfortunately sidelined in a lot of these episodes (laughs) and like is her despite being a core character her arc is very like casually woven in Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like this is a story we're particularly focused on i thought that karen was a lot more closely related to connie i mean like it 
it has an impact on her. Yeah. But like yeah. it's but right, that's a Donna. That's episode. a Donna episode, yeah. Right. It's like Connie doesn't get a lot of her own episodes during this time, which is but is just around. Mm-hmm. Which I think is something that the show does better with in the future. Mm-hmm. But was still but I still think that her story works. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and it's cool to see, yeah, to see how the show was able to grow, how it, how it managed to pull this off within the first season and just kind of like figuring out a lot of stuff on the fly for the first time. Like they, they really, for this being their first time at bat, they did a really good job Mm. and I'm glad to see that that this is not like that they continue to grow past this point that they're not like boom we nailed it now we just repeat that over and over again yeah but that they continue to develop like a world where they can do this sort of stuff and like i think yeah i think it's like beautiful and telling that it's like you know i don't know almost 10 years between this and when Eugene becomes a Christian. I think it's like I think it's like six or eight. Yeah, it's a long time. So like I I appreciate that as well. Mm. That like the that they they didn't feel the need to Yeah, to do this. And I think that there's so much good that comes from this in then you get to like you get Eugene who's not Wit, who's been here forever, and Connie, who's figuring it out. Yeah. she's yeah. She gets to be a kid who didn't grow up in the church, but now has a faith mm-hmm. and gets to figure out what that looks like. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, I, I am... Yeah. Despite some criticisms, they did really good work here, and I don't want to discount that. No, no, certainly not. Well, and, and the kid that doesn't grow up in the church or have a great amount of knowledge um i feel like is the one that needs the the one that can get away yeah needs representation but also um can get away with having a slightly more accelerated arc Mm. like just in the sense that it comes in and in in a different way than somebody like Eugene who had been exposed to religion through academic understanding for a very long time sure. and you know recognizes values to humanity but didn't really see any personal benefit to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, no. No, it's it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's better than I thought it was going to be. Uh yeah. Yeah, thoroughly happy happy. Um I'm happy that I'm happy that they gave Connie such a strong origin because I feel like she is Odyssey now and she is mm. going to continue to be Odyssey in the future. And uh, I think they're probably going to have to rely on it. So, you yeah. know. Yeah. We, Way to future proof. <laughs> we are Connie fans. We are Katie Lee fans. Um, mm-hmm. Top um, notch. Yeah. Follow her to the bottom of the ocean, Odyssey. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, anything? Thing you want to plug this week, Andrew? <sighs> Hug your children. Okay. If you've got 
children around you that 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 Mm. respect you um and uh feel safe with you and you it is appropriate uh yeah tell 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 children you love them and uh yeah you're doing the lord's work yeah all right i don't have a plug but i do have a review to to read this is from Glitter Network on... Uh, I love a network of glitter. <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. Um, just a reminder to listeners, you can leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can leave us ratings on Spotify. And you can leave us reviews elsewhere on the internet. You just got to tell us where you leave them so that we can find them. Mm-hmm. Also, if you leave them on Apple Podcasts but you're not in the U.S., let us know. Because we can get to them we just don't see them automatically. We need help, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, this uh, this review from Glitter Network. Um, I found this podcast on Reddit and had to check it out. And at first, I wasn't sure how to feel. But after listening to a couple episodes, I fell in love. I enjoy hearing somebody else's perspective and opinion on my childhood favorite audio drama. I don't always agree, but I do respect y'all's take on it. And it's a refreshing podcast to listen to throughout my day. Keep up the good work. Aw, what a sweetie. Yeah. I don't know that I'd ever call this podcast refreshing. (laughs) But to each their own. Thanks. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, And then, so so you guys may have picked up on this, but we just finished an arc. Yeah, yeah. Which means it's time to announce a next one. The next arc. Drumroll. We woke up and chose chaos. We did. We did. So rather than a traditional arc... For this summer, we will be covering the split episodes of Adventures in Odyssey. Featuring uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Didn't, did he, <laughs> he do the split he movie? He did okay, do cool. the movie Woo-hoo! split. Great joke, Andrew. All right. Well cool. done. Thanks. Proud of you. Um, so, yeah, if you don't know, from 1999 to 2000, there was like a big kind of shift in the writers and the oversight of Adventures in Odyssey. It's loosely known as like their dark era like this is where like odyssey's bad (laughs) yeah not not everyone's favorite and they as part of that did the thing that like a lot of cartoons did and whatnot which is like let's do two like 12 minute episodes during that air during a half hour block yeah um and so there is a bunch of these that are short quick and not particularly well regarded, um, <laughs> with no are. no real common thread aside from those things. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about one of them before. If you go back and listen to our Twilight Zone coverage, we did two roads. Um, but but yeah, we're so we're gonna be doing those for the next while here. Um. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be... I'm stoked. It's going to be a bit batty, but it's going to be fun, in my opinion. So we'll only be covering one half of the split episode each week. Mm -hmm. So it'll be probably shorter episodes of our our shows. Right. As if there weren't already 900-some episodes of Odyssey, we decided, what if we slowed it down even more and only covered half an episode? But... But the, uh, the the one we will be covering next week is episode 428A, The Eternal Birthday. Bye, guys. Bye. Wadfam Chalk Pod is a presentation of the Widdits Podcast Co-op. 
This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at WadFamChalkPod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at WadFamChalkPod at gmail.com. Connie Part 2 is hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Acebo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam Chalk Pod.